Welcome to another episode of Yesterday's Capers. I'm Abdullah Molim, and every week I'll be bringing you the very best shows from the past that the world has to offer. This week, it's all about black superheroes as we talk all about Static Shock and Black Dynamite. What a cartoon that is. Woo! And we take a special look at Black Panther. Not the movie, but the TV show. And yes, probably the movie too. That's right, Wakanda forever. And without further ado, let's get started. You know, when I just said Wakanda forever, all I just kept thinking about is poor Chadwick Boseman. When like during the press run, that's all they would get him to say. Say Wakanda forever, say Wakanda forever. And he has to say it in the accent of his, Wakanda forever. And you could just see like after the 75th time of doing it, like you could just see his face dropping and... His soul departing from his body. That's producer Paul, by the way. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's just like every time they just kept... They'd be like, go on, say it, say it, say it. And he's just like, do I have to? And it's like... Wakanda forever. How much money do you reckon he got paid per time he said it? A lot. If I'm him, he better. Because honestly, like, yeah, like every time he just kept saying it, it's just, I don't want to keep saying it anymore. But it's like, I've been in other films too. <laughs> I was really good as Jackie Robinson. That's what he's probably thinking, the poor lamb. But now everyone's going to know him as Black Panther. Which is not a bad thing, as we'll uh, as we'll get to find out in a, in a little bit. But um, I thought I'd start with uh, Black Dynamite. Oh, goodness me, what a cartoon this is! I think yeah, just off the gate is probably the most ridiculous cartoon I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I think I might mind you. What, what was the Boondocks was up there as well? To be honest, I don't think the Boondocks was ridiculous. I thought the Boondocks was fantastic. This is nothing like the Boondocks. No, but I mean, I thought you meant ridiculous in like the things that happen in it. No, but like in the Boondocks, they were dealing with serious issues. While it was hilarious on the one hand, it was still serious issues. This was just taking the absolute Michael. So we're going to September. August, oh. August two thousand and eleven. So uh, this is when the Libyan leader Muammar al Gaddafi was overthrown after the National Transitional Council forces take control of Bab al-Aziza compound during the 2011 Libyan Civil War. Steve Jobs resigns as CEO of Apple Incorporated and is succeeded by Tim Cook as a result of his illness. French and Ugandan scientists discover a 20-million-year-old skull of a tree-climbing ape in the Karamoja region of Uganda. Rise of the Planet of the Apes is in the cinemas and Promises by Nero was number one in the charts. And yeah, this is we're talking about Dynamite! Dynamite! After like the hundredth time, that's so irritating. That little sting, it's just the most annoying sting ever. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole show is just crazy. We might just we might just do that. I might just add the dynamite bit in post to like <laughs> someone says something really like cliffhanger point like I think I'm gonna go with Black Dynamite. Dynamite 
Dynamite! Dynamite! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Okay, yeah, this was a uh, American adult. I really have to stress this. Obviously, yesterday's capers. I do it for the kids. I love the kids. But this cartoon is not for the kids. Parents who listen to this, it behooves you to not watch this in front of your kids should you decide to go and watch Black Dynamite. Dynamite. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so um, it's set in the 1970s and is predominantly a parody of and tribute to black exploitation cinema. Now, have you ever come across that expression before? Never in my life. Really? So, um, Vincent Canby of the New York Times wrote that black exploitation is, and I quote, supercharged, bad talking, highly romanticized melodramas about Harlem superstuds, the pimps, the private eyes, and the pushers who more or less single-handedly make whitey's corrupt world safe for black pimping, black private eyeing, and black pushing. And in the Oxford History of World Cinema by Noel Smith, it says, and I quote, these films were set in the contemporary urban milieu. They romanticized the iconography of the black ghetto, its subcultural styles in dress, speech, behavior, and attitudes, and glorified the ghetto as a kind of noble jungle. The films often contain a lot of sex and violence, and their heroes were invariably shown coming out on top in confrontations with the white establishment. So if I was to, like, off the top of my head, think of a black exploitation, it would be Shaft. Never seen it. You, you, you've heard of? Never heard of it. You've heard of Shaft. He's a bad mother. Shut your mouth. Shaft. Who's the black man? Nah, 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 nah. I've, Shaft. I have no idea. What you've never heard of Shaft? No. Honestly, what are you? You've oh. never heard of anything. What do you... And I can't Google it because Google wants me to look at privacy policy. No, like, how have you not heard of Shaft? This is, like, basic. You've not heard of literally anything. Like, I'm... Damn. Do you, do you not get television in Cambridge? <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. Internet? I've never heard of it. You've never heard of Shaft? <laughs> no. Wow. I mean, okay, yeah. Two um, black, uh, black Dynamite. I can't even get my words out because i furious. don't quite know what to say <laughs> <laughs> i mean not furious but it's just yeah it was ridiculous so apparently it was kind of continuing the story of the black pan black panther black dynamite movie that came out in 2009 so it's the story of black dynamite bullhorn cream corn and honeybee as they engage in dangerous and over-the-top misadventures Sometimes involving famous celebrities, so like Michael Jackson, Bill Cosby, etc., etc. <laughs> Just go on, like you know, figuring people out that have done found out to be wrong wrong ends now. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, you've heard of Bill Cosby, right? Yeah, I've heard of Bill Cosby. Yeah, of course you have, because white people used to love Bill Cosby and his image of like black people. You see, I think the black people should be wearing their trousers all the way up. And they all should eat jello and pudding. <laughs> God. And uh, so basically the kind of main thing 
Like there is there is some sense to Black Dynamite, believe it or not. So it's just basically that Black Dynamite was a former CIA agent who's trying to avenge his brother's death. But then he's trying to clean the streets of like drugs and pimping and whatever is ravishing the the black community. And yeah, that was just basically following on from from the film and you get Black Dynamite. And obviously some of the characters, you got Black Dynamite, Bullhorn, Honeybee, and Cream Corn, who's like the sort of like the one with the hair and the he's like the one of the one of the pimps in like the in the gang, whatever. He's not quite as good as he should be though, is he? What do you mean? I mean he's he's just a little bit rubbish. <laughs> as a pimp, I mean. He has he comes with no authority. Oh uh, yeah. It is, yeah, that's a, that is that is that is true. I mean, yeah, you uh you as a as a, as a as a resident white guy, go and say something about Black Dynamite. I have no idea what to say about <laughs> Black Dynamite. <laughs> Right, that's it then. Uh, join us next week for another episode of Yesterday's Capers. I mean, hey, <laughs> ho, hey, Ooh, hey. I mean, is the guy runs a, a orphanage? <laughs> that's the most ridiculous thing. I didn't know whether to laugh or be like, "What a orphanage?" I think it's like, do you know when you turn your phone on loud and so you turn you you turn your phone on and. And, and watch a video, but you're, you're somewhere quiet, and the noise comes on, and you, yeah. you like so fast, you try and take the volume down. So I sat here with my son earlier, oh. and I didn't realise it was an adult cartoon. I should have said, <laughs> I should have said, but so, you know, no, I should have said. I just pressed play, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, turn it off, turn it off. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting. You could have watched Static Shock with him. Why did you have to watch Black Dynamite Listen, with him? I watched Static Shock first, and then watched. Um, yeah, should you should have you should have getting you should have taken the hint with static shot and just kind of went with that instead of thinking right I'm gonna go and I watched three episodes of Static Shot back to back with him. And did he like it? Um, well, he was making me read his books the whole time, so I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with uh, with 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 Black Dynamite, like I said, this was. I do think, for the most part, it was just taking the mick out of like themselves and the whole idea of black exploitation and just like it was like black exploitation on steroids just like supercharged we're gonna go all the way over the top with it like we don't care we're we're just gonna say all this and do all this outrageous stuff and we're gonna turn it into a a cartoon which again, I stress, is not for kids. Don't worry, kids. Y'all can watch Static Shock and uh, Black Panther and all the other cool shows we didn't talked about. But stay away from Black Dynamite, I promise you. And now a whole bunch of kids are probably going to go and watch Black Dynamite. That's what you do, isn't it? When, when you tell kids... Don't do that. As soon as there's a rumor about this being like... This no, 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 no. It's just general, like, obviously, yeah, it's like, don't do that, kids, okay? And what what do you think the kid's going to do? He's going to go what? He's going to go go and do that. But whatever. I mean, we've, we've done how many episodes now? Maybe almost 30? 
Yeah. I think this is the most ridiculous and outrageous show we've done. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. But, I mean, it was well animated and it was funny and it was like, <laughs> and it had and it had some sort of like kind of storyline going on. Like, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't take anything out about that, but it was just like, when you think it doesn't, it couldn't get any more crazy. Yeah. Like the pilot was like. <laughs> the, the pilot, I'm watching the pilot and I'm like, wait, what? What? So hang on, just just for, just so I, I'm I'm sure the, the pilot was the Michael Jackson yep. episode, right? Yeah, because the just thing... beat it or Jackson Five across your eyes. So the thing that threw me off was the fact that um, at the beginning it said previously on. Yeah, I do think there was a a pilot pilot, uh, but I think that was just kind of like one of those where they did a, a everyone... test pilot kind of thing, yeah. and then they thought, okay, maybe this will work, and so we'll put out. A new pilot, but as far as I'm concerned, the first episode is the Michael Mark Jackson one. Yeah, so I think that segues nicely into episodes then. So yeah, episode one was Just Beat It or Jackson 5 Across Your Eyes. Uh, this episode, man. I mean... I'll, 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 I'll let you start and then... I, I didn't even know... The thing is, like, okay, so bear in mind, I came into this, like... Um, yeah, I'd, uh, yeah, I'd never heard of Black I came, Dynamite. I came, I came into this, like... Not knowing it was even an adult TV show, right? Yeah, and same, sudden, actually, same. All of a sudden, you've got Michael Jackson as a little kid from the Jackson 5 <laughs> beating his brothers and sisters up. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I love the parody songs. So they're not actually singing, like, actual Michael Jackson songs and singing actual... It's all like, um, you know, like A, B, C, 1, 2, it's 3, like three. D, E, F, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, yeah, it's all like it's all parody. It's all it's it's not like oh we're singing the the Michael Jackson song and we we're, we're getting down to yeah D E F. It's simple as Y G F. <laughs> like just the whole like parody and even like they were doing a a parody of all the other Michael Jackson songs and yeah I I did I did like that. I thought I thought that was hilarious. I love I love a good parody. When it's done properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like... Obviously, like, if it's a parody where it's, like, just no, 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 then you can tell. But, like, if it's a well-done parody where it's funny and stupid... It's like the first two Star Wars Family Guys were really good. And the last one was rubbish. <laughs> but it was even referenced by them that it was rubbish. But, yeah. Yeah, and so, basically... Yeah, and Joe Jackson is trying to kill Michael Jackson because, apparently, he's, like, the victim... And he's all like, right, that's it. I'm going to end it for you now, young Michael. And then Cream Corn, he's like a big fan. He's like, I'll save you, Michael. I'll save you, Michael. And then he ends up going to uh, Neverland with uh, Michael Jackson. But then um, Cream Corn finds out that he's a, an abusive little git. Yeah, because he asked him to. He said, oh, I think you should hit that last note a little higher. Yeah. And he just beats him. <laughs> He just beats it. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Swish. Obviously, and then Black Dynamite is like, oh, where the hell is Cream Corn? And they're like, oh, he's gone to uh, Never Neverland in Michael Jackson's house, wherever. And he's like, right, we have to try and get him back. And then they go to Joe Jackson in jail. Oh, I love that when uh, Joe Jackson's getting arrested and the little Michael Jackson's going, hee-hee-hee. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh so much. I don't know why. 
I mean, I, I'm like, I do not like Michael things. Jackson, but when you do the reveal, I'll tell you what my favorite bit was. Oh, okay, okay. But, um, and then, yeah, they all basically find out in the end that Michael Jackson is an alien and he's trying to take over the world. And, yeah, so basically they uh, were like to Michael, this is what you shouldn't be doing. You should concentrate on your craft and so on and so forth. And then I think, yeah, he he has it out with uh, Black Dynamite. And then, yeah, and I think it just ends happily ever after and all that. So I like the bit where, first of all, I like the bit where, where he takes his, so my, the young Michael, yeah. baby Michael, takes his face off and then, his actual alien face is his, is his face that we know of him when he's an adult. <laughs> that was great. But I liked it when he was born and he started doing the moonwalking on the um, on the hospital floor and the, the <laughs> tiles are lighting up. <laughs> is that from that's from Billy Jean, right? That that yeah yeah light, yeah lighting up the floors, right? Yeah, lighting up the floors. <laughs> and then I think he did the Motown anniversary show, and that was when he first did the moonwalk, and everybody went crazy. Uh-huh. And I was like, that kind of took him to like superstardom. But he didn't do the moonwalk first, so I don't know why everybody gets so gassed about that. I mean, I I don't get gassed about Michael Jackson anyway. No, but he didn't do the moonwalk, so he didn't do. He it. He didn't do it first. Who did it first? Well, I did some research. Well, Jeffrey Daniels of Shalimar did a pop top of the pops performance in 1982 of uh, A Night to Remember. I'm pretty sure you're making these up, man. I'm going to scrunch this piece of paper. You have heard of this song and you have heard of Shalimar. You're winding me up now. But yeah, he... Jeffrey Daniels is part of Shalimar and they're like a disco soul kind of group and obviously one of the big hits I like to remember. And so he just basically does like a dancing performance of it and then in that performance he does the moonwalk. And that dates two years before Michael Jackson did it at the Motown 25 anniversary. So how about that? So he's a big fraud. Oh, well, it's not a big fraud, but obviously it, the and and the moonwalk dates back to like the fifties and the forties. So it's like a, a very old dance that he kind of revived, took up, revived, and made it his own. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good for you, Michael. And what what other episodes did you watch? So I only watched that one in the finale, but the finale was like forty five minutes long. <laughs> and the musical. Yeah, and they had um. It was yeah. It was basically the just a parody of the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> um, you know there is a black version of the Wizard of Oz called the Wiz. Oh, that's what that's what they were talking about then. I just guessed it was a Wizard of Oz because yeah. it's exactly the same plot. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, the the Wiz was like a black version of the Wizard of Oz. I think Michael Jackson starred in the Wiz. Really? I believe he did. I might have to look that up, but that was not what I thought it was. <laughs> no, but yeah, there is the. Uh, the black version of the Wizard of Oz is the Wiz, but it's the same plot though, right? Because this is—I think they I'm actually guessing. said the Wiz here, but I'd... yeah, the Wiz is the Wizard of Oz, the other black version. Ah, uh, see, I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't. That reference went <laughs> way over my head. But they, but there was obviously it's like the 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 I want heart and I want courage and I want brains and whatever. The same same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only problem is that I can't stand musicals and like. It really musicals great on me like nothing else, and I was about fifteen minutes in before they started singing. I was oh, like, that's good then. I was a bit like Damn. normally, normally some musicals kick off with a song. Oh yeah, that's that. I would have been a big no no. But the thing is, when I just start skipping the music, then because they have no they they have no driving force for the um 
for the narrative, so I'm just like, ah, done. <laughs> um, yeah, I did get all the way to the end, so and I'm not sure if I'm going to go back and watch it all. But the, the, instead of the Wizard of Oz, it was Magic Johnson. <laughs> did you know my Magic Johnson before watching that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Basketball player. Only uh, was L.A. Lakers for, for. Yeah. Okay. You maybe you do know. Okay, some of the episodes I watched, I watched uh, a few more. So I watched one called The Ish That Killed the King or Weekend at Presley's. So President Nixon, he's trying to destroy Black Dynamite by flooding the black community with cheap drugs, turning everyone into junkies. But it kind of backfires because the black community flogs those drugs off to the white community. <laughs> <laughs> and Nixon is like, oh, I can't believe these Negroes are doing this. And, and, he, and he hires Elvis Presley to take charge. And so Elvis Presley's like, well, listen up here, Mr. Black Dynamite. You need to stop selling these hair drugs to the white community and keep it with y'all black folk. <laughs> you got me off, shook up. And, uh, That's and, pretty good, and, man. Whatever the uh, the Elvis is uh, is 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 doing, and then basically they um, take him to uh, I think this is like a parody of Weekend at Bernie's. Whether you've seen that or not, of course I haven't seen it. I don't know. What, never <laughs> heard of it. Yeah, and so basically in this, Elvis apparently dies of natural causes, but they have to try and get him back to Graceland so that Richard Nixon won't blame it on the black community. And so they're all like trying to take Elvis to the to to Graceland or whatever, and they run into like these rednecks, and they're like, "What are y'all black folk done to Elvis? We're gonna stop him now. This is real America and all this nonsense." And then basically, Rich Nixon goes into the house, and it turns out that Elvis didn't die; he just basically passed out because obviously he eats a ton of food. And so he just wakes up and he's like, oh, how you doing, Mr. President? <laughs> and it was all like, oh, I just passed out for a few days. You know, maybe someday I won't wake up from this. And I'm guessing that's essentially how he... Uh, passed away. Yeah, passed away. In real life. Passed on, mm. as, as he did. Another episode I watched was uh, Sweet Bill's Badass Sing-Along Song or Bill Cosby Ain't Himself. So Black Dynamite's old buddy Maverick, he's like a filmmaker and he's gearing up to shoot the next black exploitation movie in the black community called Let's see if you can guess what it might be called if it was a black exploitation film. Shaft. Well, no. <laughs> no, not Shaft. Blackity Black Black Black. <laughs> and everybody is excited about this new film coming out except for Bill Cosby. And basically, he's trying to like make the image of black people more positive. And he's all like, I'm going to make all these black folk into upstanding citizens. And we're all going to be the Huxtable family in the Cosby show and, and what have you. And so he kidnaps the entire cast of this black exploitation film. And he's trying to brainwash them and they're going to become be sweated. You know how that Bill Cosby dresses with like his big old jumper 
and upstanding residents of the black race. And so the other members of, of the gang, they tried to fill in for the talent to try and keep the film going. And Black Dynamite is trying to track down Bill Cosby, a.k.a. the Pudding Pot Pusher, according to uh, my notes. And he's trying to save the black exploitation film industry. And so, yeah, it basically ends with um, Black Dynamite freeing all of the uh, the actors that Bill Cosby kept hostage. So, like, instead of, like, swearing, was it flim flammering or something he says, Bill Cosby. So, like, every time, like, they were trying to talk in the, in their kind of pimp language or whatever, he'd slap them and he'd be like, that's not the way you should be talking you the thing flowering and the swearing and the hippity hopping and the pudding does, yeah and so and then yeah black dynamite he manages to free all the guys and the black exploitation film industry has been saved Black exploitation, yay! And the last episode I watched was different folks, same strokes, or the Hunger Pang games. So this was the penultimate episode of uh, Black Dynamite. That's one I should have watched. I think. And yeah, so basically, Child Services is on to the orphanage and threatens them with a shutdown notice, but. Basically, the rich white guy, Mr. Phil Drummond, and his witch white friends adopt all the orphans at once and whisk them off to a luxury high-rise in the sky. So offering them food, beds. Because obviously the kids are like, oh, we don't... Some of them are like, oh, we don't really like living in the orphanage. The beds are broken. There's too many women around. There's too much bad activities happening and... We want to stay with these rich white people. But then it kind of black dynamite realizes that this place is just a death match arena where orphans fight each other to the death for food. And obviously the kids are getting into it. I mean, I've never seen the Hunger Games. I've never really read the Hunger Games. I don't really know what it's about. I've seen the first one. Apparently yeah, it's about load, surviving. A load of kids. So it's like in a post-apocalyptic world where... The Tories are in charge of the world, right? <laughs> and and we have to kind of um, and all the people, everyone's spread out, spread out into districts. Are we living in it now? We're not far. Basically, you got they got this thing where it's like the Olympics, and they they pick a couple of people from each bit, and they put them in like a um, what's the word? Like a battle royale, yeah, kind yeah, of thing, yeah. and that's it. But yeah, and that's yeah, basically what's uh what's going down and uh hmm. yeah and then in the end he puts an end to it and there you go dynamite dynamite that's all i've got <laughs> to say yeah dynamite, dynamite. right moving on move on yeah yeah, yeah move, move on let's yeah move let's, on. let's, let's, let's move, move on, on i'm gonna throw my notes <laughs> away and now we go on to september static shock oh and uh, yes, it came out in <laughs> September 2000. And so some of the things happening in September 2000, you had the anti-globalization protest in Prague. 
at the summit of the International Monetary Fund and World Bank. The UK fuel protests take place with refineries blockaded and supply to the country's network of petrol stations halted. I remember that. Fuel prices went down so much. It was, it was fantastic. <laughs> remember the Titans was in the cinema. Love this film. I, I've not seen the film, but I'm very much aware of it. Uh, yeah, it's a cracking film. Probably one of my favourite Denzel films. And Lady by Mojo was number one in the chart. And yeah, so Static Shock is a uh, animated American series based on the milestone media DC comic superhero Static. It revolves around Virgil Hawkins, an African-American boy who uses the secret identity of Static after exposure to a mutagen gas during a gang fight, which gave him electromagnetic powers. There were some alterations from the comic book because it was oriented to a preteen audience, but it still managed to, the show that is, approach several social issues, which was positively received by most television critics. And he lived with his older sister Sharon and widowed father Robert in Dakota City. And we find out that his mum died as a result of gunfire exchange between gangs so she was caught up in the uh the wrong place at the wrong time and basically the reason why he got involved with um with why he became a superhero and this was explained in the first episode so he gets into a dispute with a bully called francis but his nickname was f-stop and they're basically going down to some, uh, I think it's like an abandoned warehouse or chemical warehouse. And it releases a gas that causes mutations among the people in the vicinity. And it is known as the Big Bang. And as a result of it, Virgil obtained the ability to create, generate, absorb and control electricity and magnetism. And that's where he gets the alter ego of static. And... The interesting thing was that the gas gave others in the area their own powers and several of them became supervillains with them and they all, as a collective, whether you're good or bad, they became known as Bang Babies and their mutations apparently spread to other people around them. It actually got a few nominations. So, for example, the episode The Big Leagues earned a nomination for Outstanding Achievement for directing an animated television production at the 2002 Annie Awards. It was nominated for Golden Reel Award for Best Sound Editing in Television Animation in 2003. For the episode Jimmy, McDuffie and Burnett who, Burnett, who were the makers, they were awarded the Humanitas Prize in the Children's Animation category in 2003. And at the 31st Daytime Emmy Awards in 2004, both, I think, McDuffie and Burnett, and they were nominated for Special Class Animated Program and Achievement in Music Direction and Composition. And they ended up winning in that category. I mean, there was some uh, interesting kind of like um, reviews. So there was some goods about it. 
and a lot of people said there was uh, stuff about it that wasn't necessarily great. So you had Leonard Pierce of the AV Club describing it as surprising and sometimes rewarding success, which is how I found it, to be honest. And the October 2001 issue of Wizard listed the 100 best cartoons ever as selected by their readers and Static Shock ranked at number 88. Jonathan Dornbush in 2014 Entertainment Weekly article included it among the nine best comic-based animated TV series. And he said, and I quote, Static Shock didn't have quite the name recognition of its DC brethren when it debuted, but the show proved it could stand alongside the greats. And Charlie J. Nanders for io9 ranked it 91st on the list of the best science fiction and fantasy shows and said, amidst a glut of superhero cartoons, this one, this is one of the most memorable. And Mangles declared that Static Shock provides solid superheroic entertainment and role model and promotion of diversity for not only African-American viewers, but for audiences of all colors and ages. And Neil Dorsett of DVD Talk said that although there are a lot of things to nitpick about the show, there's not really anything wrong with it. And I think some of the other stuff was that the writing could have been a bit better. There's a lot of cheap gags, cheap one-liners, very Spider-Man-esque, which was what they kind of said about about the show and quickly before i pass on to you some of the uh, characters like i said you got virgil or static and he's basically a, a superhero using electric he's got his best friend and confidant richie and he at first he was su providing support and making gadgets but then again he becomes a bang baby because i think he gets affected in the later on series so he becomes gear Robert Hawkins, who's the father, he's a social worker and runs the Freeman Community Center as head counselor. Sharon Hawkins, his older sister, she goes to college, but she still lives at home and volunteers at the hospital and counsels young people also at the Freeman Community Center. Rubber Band Man, who's one of the uh, bang babies that comes across static, and he's initially a, a tragic villain. And then he goes off to work with um, with Static. And then Ebon, who's like the head of a large group of bang babies called the Meta Breed. And he's basically the series' main antagonist. And he's a powerful meta-human as a living shadow. He's able to create interdimensional portals and can manipulate pure darkness and shadows. So, Static. Let's talk about it. Right. Um, I was pleasantly surprised by this show. Same. I, I, I don't, I'd never heard of it. Never seen never it. Never heard of it. What channel did it air on? Was it just in the I US? I have no earthly idea what channel it aired on. If it did air on UK TV, because like I said, I'd never heard of this. No, I mean, but like, I kind of agree, was just agreeing with everything you just said. Like, especially the Spider-Man thing. It had a very Spider-Man kind of yeah. feel to it. Like the kind of geeky kid. Um, you know the uh fancies the the pretty girl who yeah. who fancies the jocks and whatever you know, mm -hmm. kind of very Spider Man Spider Man y kind of feel to it. Yeah. Um, but it was like 
It were what twenty minute episodes. Mm-hmm. I thought they were really well paced. I wasn't w- clock watching. On yeah, 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 um, yeah. And I, and to be honest, I thought as a kid I would have definitely watched this. Like, yeah, I would have too, actually. If I'd have known of it and obviously been, I'd have been like, it would have been one of those shows that we were talking about as kids. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I, it's weird because I'm not really into like superheroes and comics and all of that. All of that kind of stuff. So it could, it's conceivable that I missed it totally. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I was well into superheroes. I was into X Men, to like the DC, Mar- both DC and Marvel. I wasn't yeah. choosing at that age, you know? Like, no, I mean, because I, it was one of those where I would watch like the really, really big stuff. I wouldn't go out of my way to to find these kind of programs. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't be like, oh right, I'm gonna go and watch this or I'm gonna go find that or I'm gonna go try and read a comic book about these uh these superheroes. But no, this this show pleasantly pleasantly surprised me and I was I thought I thought some of the episodes I watched were, were excellent. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really good. No, and, I agree, yeah. And like it's and it, and it, again this is I'm probably gonna keep saying this every time I find a new show that's Turns out to be really good. This is why I'm doing this podcast because it's like it's not a case of me doing shows that I love only. I'm gonna do shows that I'd never heard of in my life, and if I end up loving them, great. And if not, also well, be it. But it's, it's all it's all part of the uh, it's all part of the the process. All part of uh, all part of me doing this. Yeah, I think like. It's great to discover like a, a show that you otherwise would never been. You, you I, I can't see myself have coming across this show in no. any any way no. at all. It would have just stayed, you know, Same. hidden from me. Yeah, so it's quite you know, it's good to um to have experienced a, a a new TV show that's actually really good. Like yeah, really. yeah, yeah. Animation so was good, script was good, stories are great. You know, it's really fun. Right. Yep. So shall we talk about episodes? Uh, yeah, well, you basically already said about the pilot. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, so the pilot was obviously about how they get their powers, which is, to be honest, my favourite part of any superhero movie or any superhero like saga. Yeah, For yeah, me, yeah. the bit where they get their powers is always the best bit. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy that bit. Um, so, yeah, that's literally all I wrote about the first episode I watched was, was how they got their powers. Um so uh, the the next episode, I I tried to pick through the uh, the series. So like I did, I started a series, obviously series one, episode one. Then I went on to series three, episode eight. I think it was. I might have written that down wrong. Yeah. Whereas a guy, a guy comes from obviously villains come from nowhere in 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 superhero world, and this guy managed to maybe he was referenced before, but I don't know. He might be a bang baby as well. Yeah, he said so this was a guy that was stealing powers from people. So when he touched them, he took their powers. Okay. Um, and the the problem was that when he touched them, he would have their powers for just a short time. So what he was doing was he was touching the the all but all the villains and stuff like that. He was going around taking all the villains, taking yeah, their, taking yeah. their powers. Then he was kidnapping them, putting them in a, in, in a prison. He had like a cell block. Yeah, and he was putting all the the villains in there, and then he ended up taking Static. But there was this kind of there's this rapper that was um, due to do shoot a music video, and he wanted to dress up like Static and have Static in the thing, and obviously this guy gets taken instead of yeah, and then there's kind of a big fight and 
Uh, and yeah, so that's kind of the episode, and obviously, it, it it's like happily ever after kind of thing. Um, and the last episode I watched was the finale. Oh, you watched the finale too? Yeah. Power it's, outage. Yes, yeah, where they kind of was they they the doctors have been curing them for yeah. months. Yeah. And they're kind of just slowly losing their powers, but they yeah. don't realize it. Um, and the baddies, the the big the. Who's that guy? The um. So you've got the the main baddie, the the, the guy with the hair that starts it I mean off. Like Ebon. Yeah. Uh, no, F stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So F stop and the geezer with the the purple geezer. I think that's Ebon. I think he's like the leader, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So them 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 two fuse together in a big fight in the end, and yeah. uh, um, then they get pushed in the water. And that's kind of the end of it. It's a bit weird. It's really quickly, the, that show that ended that fight. Yeah, but I think. Uh, they get their power back because they steal the gas. Yeah, yeah. That kind of created the Bang Babies in the first place. And I think they all got sucked into it again. So whatever powers they lost, they got it back again. I, I did make a note because... So obviously, like, the, the kind of thing is, it, as it ends up, the... What, what are their names? Static and Gear? They they make, a, like, an antidote for the... the yeah. The thing that's being spread into the world so that they don't lose their powers, but everyone else does, right? Yeah. Um, And then the last line of the entire series, of the entire show, was um, they can't get rid of us that easily, which really made me laugh because it's a finale and they didn't get any more shows. So they did get rid of them that easily. <laughs> that made me laugh. Um, And that's all I wrote. Oh yeah, and my my question about it was how did Gear get his superpowers? Because I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't see that either. But I think the story with Gear is that during the Big Bang, he got affected a little bit, and so he eventually became a Bang Baby, and he kind of got caught up in that somehow. And then I think his powers kind of developed in the later series, so like series three and series four. So I think that's how he got his uh, uh, his powers. I think his character was a little bit lame, to be honest. Like Not not like, as in like it was a stupid character, but I just thought his character... Cool he, black guy, nerdy white guy. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought like, <laughs> he's got these, you know, he's got his kind of like... His, He's just dressed up to try and be like a superhero, but he's not really a superhero. <laughs> and I just, th- I just got that impression. And I'm, I'm not saying that the character was like not good for the show. I'm just talking about it was a lame character, you know. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so uh, I watched loads of episodes of this. I think I might watch like two hours worth. Really? Of uh, Static Shock. I, I really, really like this. Um, so I watched uh, season one, episode five. They're playing my song. So as I was talking about Rubber Band Man, so he attempts to get revenge on a rapper called Ice Pack. Was he the same rapper in your uh, episode? No, it was... I nearly said Romeo then, but I don't think that's true. Funnily enough, you should say Romeo. He does perform the theme song for Static Shock. Oh, so it might our have friend, been our friend from last week. Yeah, so it might have been that same guy. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look this up now. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't click at the time, but I'm pretty sure. But he does perform the uh, theme song. Hey, Romeo Miller. I mean, we, we... I, I just did not click until I was speaking to you about it just now. That's really strange. 
Right, um, I just thought you were saying Romeo just because it was like, oh, because of last week. So, yeah. No, but As we all know, you're notoriously bad with names. So. I am terrible, yeah. I mean, he's probably not going to be there. He's probably going to be like Chippendale or something. I don't know. <laughs> Chippendale. <laughs> and so basically, Rubber Band Man, who's a tragic villain, he's upset with rapper Ice Pack because he stole a song that he wrote and he stole like the beat. And basically, Virgil is trying to stop him from attacking Ice Pack. And Rubber Band Man is like, leave me alone, leave me alone. And he's like, okay, I'm not going to deal with you because you're not my enemy. And so he gets Ice Pack and Ice Pack is having, like I think, a, a signing. So he's having like a his new CDs out and he's got people coming to the mall to see him. And then Rubber Band Man takes Ice Pack up to a roof. And he basically has him like dangling on top of the roof. And then Static convinces him like, look, this is not worth it. You're going to regret it. And he was like, we're going to we're going to find out together that, look, it was uh, the record producer who who stole your beats. And so they go to the record producer's house and the record producer lures Rubber Band Man and he traps him in a room. And Static basically gets him out and he makes sure that the record producer goes to jail instead of Rubber Band Man trying to kill him. And so, yeah, that kind of ends ends like that. And I think, yeah, as I was saying, Rubber Band Man and Static both become friends and they sort of help each other out if and when one or the other needs help. So I did watch Jimmy. So the episode that was nominated for all of those awards this is a magnificent episode. This is really, really good. I would, I would recommend go out your way and watch this episode. So basically, it's about a troubled young teen called Jimmy Osgood. And he's basically just getting tormented and, and bullied every which way. And he's just, he doesn't know what to do with himself. And, and Richie and... Virgil become friends with him and they go to his house and basically Jimmy's like, oh, do you want to see something cool? And he's like, and they're all like, yeah, yeah, what's what? And they're like, oh, I've got my dad's gun. And they're like, what the hell? Like, don't ever sh say something like that. Like, don't be talking about guns and whatnot. And he's like, that's how my mom died. Like, what 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 the hell is wrong with you sort of thing and so they all kind of go and they forget about it all and then the bullying just keeps on going keeps on going keeps on going they lock him in a in 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 the lockers in the corridors and he's just basically at his wit's end and so he basically brings his dad's gun to school and by the time they all realize it, they're like, oh, he's gone with the gun or whatever. And they're basically going to the community center, which I think where they all were. And they were all like, put the gun down, put the gun down. Don't don't shoot them. He's like, oh, you guys have made my life hell. And so I think one of them tackles him. And so he ends up shooting Richie in the leg. And they all all the kids are getting counseling. And Virgil is like, 
I can't believe I let that happen. It's my fault. If if I didn't, if I reported it, then maybe it would never have happened. I should have been more aware. I should have been more careful with what went down. And yeah, so he's basically, the episode starts with him being in the, the room of the psychologist or the counsellor. And he's basically just retelling the events of 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 the incident. But yeah, this was this was a, an excellent excellent episode. This was really really good like for kids cartoons like telling the story about guns and how obviously with teens walking into school with guns. And yeah, and they were saying even in the end with like statistics about like how many kids get expelled because they carried a gun, how many kids die of like gun violence. All, all of those things. So this was this was a a really really good like single standalone episode. So this was this was excellent. So from season three, I watched Static in Africa. So basically, the Hawkins family go on a vacation to Ghana, and they basically find out that there is a, a group of evil african bandits and they're basically stealing ancient african treasure and they're destroying thousands of homes and claiming lives and so static teams up with african folk hero anansi to stop them and the the main antagonist of the piece is a leopard called osobo and yeah so they're basically going out of their way to stopping this guy and they managed to get all the treasure back and they managed to like prevent these bandits from like causing any more trouble. So yeah, this was another really good episode and basically Static is in Africa and he's like to Richie, you know what? He goes, it just feels really different here. And obviously Richie, Richie doesn't get it. He's like, um, yeah, you're in, you're in another country, dude. You're in Africa. And he goes, no, he goes, all I see is just black people. And then Richie's like, yeah, okay, obviously you're in an African country. It goes without saying. But no, he was saying, look, I'm not just a black kid in Africa. I'm just a kid. He goes, it's just, there's this thing that I just feel that I don't feel in America. I don't feel like people are looking at me. I don't feel like people are judging me. And I think, yeah, that's how a lot of people kind of feel when they're like, going back home or like going to like another country or something and that was yeah that just that one bit like really struck a chord with me and really resonated with me and I thought this was yeah it's really really cool that he's like that's how he was feeling in in an African country because it's like yeah I'm not a black kid in America or whatever like I'm a kid just a kid just Cause yeah, sometimes we just want to be regular. Yeah, like with um, with with us like black kids or like black guys, we just want to be regular. We don't want to always stand out like a sore thumb. We don't want to always draw the ire of like everybody. We just want to put our heads down and just get on with it. And that was the uh, the kind of message I kind of got out of that. And I I thought that was really. Well, that was really good and really good to uh really good to see and so yeah the last two episodes i watched yeah so there was the last kind of two so kidnapped 
So basically, there's a uh, employee of a thing called Alva Industries, Omnara, and she was basically tasked with finding who Static is. And basically, they realized that they didn't, the company realized, oh, we don't really want to know his identity anymore. Like, we're good kind of thing. But she kind of still wanted to know. And she finds out that is basically Virgil. And she's basically, as revenge, she wants to steal, like, equipment from other industries and to complete her master plan which is total control over all technology and so she kidnaps Virgil's dad because obviously she knows that he's going to come for his dad and while in captive obviously Virgil as static he's like um yes Mr. Hawkins I'm going to try and get you out and he's like son I know it's you and that's when he when we all kind of see like oh that's how we find out and he's like yeah look I've kind of known for a long time that you're a superhero I'm not sure if I like it or not but this is who you are this is what you're meant to do and so Omnara is like you better steal all this stuff for me otherwise your dad is never going to be let go or whatever and so he basically takes all this equipment from Alva Industries he comes across Gear and Gear's like to him, oh, look, I'm not going to, what do you call it? I'm not going to let you do all this and commit a crime. And basically Static's like, get out of my way, Gear. I'm trying to save my dad. I'm trying to save his life. Bugger off. And I think I think that whole thing was like a ruse because he kind of figures out, he's like, he kept telling Gear like the worm the worm, the worm. So they're basically talking about putting a virus in one of the computers and whatnot. And yeah, they have like a brief kind of battle. But again, I think it was a, it was a ruse to uh, convince Omnara that he is working for her. So they get to the, uh, the place. And while they're all there, they basically stop Omnara from taking over the world with her and having control over all technology and so her brain is like fried and whatnot and then yeah that's when he finds out uh robert hawkins he finds out that static and gear uh richard and virgil so he's like okay so this is what you guys do now and they're like yeah okay and he's like look i'm not sure i like you guys doing this but i'm not going to tell you to stop because this is what you're meant to be doing so i'm gonna just kind of let you let you guys let you guys get on with it and obviously as i said the finale was power outage so basically a doctor tries to kill the bang babies but some of them don't want to lose their powers so they go into a lab and steal the original gas and they all basically fight amongst each self and the battle basically restores the powers of static gear hot streak and ebon but then ebon and hot streak merge into a massive mindless shadow flamethrower and yeah they basically end up getting got in the water and that was that really with the uh, with static shock 
Yeah, I thought the last the last boss battle was a little bit underwhelming, but you know. Yeah, if you're thinking if it's the last, yeah, the last episode of like a, a four season run, then you want it to be a bit more spectacular. Fireworks. And yeah, 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 but I mean, it was pyrotechnic. It wasn't bad. Don't get me no, wrong. No, no, no. But I mean, it was just like, I mean, I looked away, I looked back, and we're in the water, and it's kind of over, you know. It's yeah, that's true. But um, yeah, there you go. Static and dynamite, dynamite. So now we have to choose. I think this is another easy one for me. Um, and it's not like, I think both shows were, were good in their own merits. The thing is about Static is it just brought me back from my childhood. And it's like, this is the sort of cartoon that I would have been into when I was a kid. So I'm definitely going to choose. And that's what this podcast is about. Exactly. So that's definitely why I'm going to choose... Um, uh, static shock i think mine also was a no-brainer like the way like i was talking about this show so um i'm also gonna go with static shock like i said like some of the episodes were were so so good like the jimmy episode that was for a kid's cartoon to really tell such a, a sensitive story about guns and how especially in America, like you're getting like high school shootings happening and all of that stuff. And the way they told that story, I thought was, was absolutely brilliant. And even like him in Africa, just feeling free being in a place where he's not going to be stopped by the police. He's not going to face any real discrimination for, for the color of his skin. And so the way he kind of felt in that in that way and how he felt at home being in a in a black country i thought that really that really struck a chord with me and yeah like everything about this show was was really really good and like i would definitely yeah there are a few shows i will say like doing this like go out of your way to watch i would definitely say a couple of these episodes that we talked about like definitely, definitely go out of your way and 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 watch them, but not Black Dynamite though. Don't go out of your way and watch that, because you'll just end up wasting your own time and being disappointed. So uh, there you go. That's all I have to say about that. Right. So we now come on to the main event and Black. Panther. I mean, obviously, we can't really not talk about the film and the comics and everything that kind of goes, kind of goes with it. But uh, we are going to try and focus mainly on the uh, the cartoon series that came out in January two thousand and ten. So yeah, some of the things happening in the world. Kobe Bryant became the youngest NBA player to reach 25,000 career points at the age of 31, and he beat Wilt Chamberlain by 35 days. The Burj Khalifa, the tallest structure ever built, opens to the public in Dubai. British confectionery maker Cadbury was purchased by American company Kraft Foods for 11.5 billion. Edge of Darkness was in the cinemas and Fireflies by Owl City was number one in the charts. 
I do know that song is actually quite good. Ah, it is a good song, isn't it? I actually do like this song. It's one of my. Do you know I told you like a while ago that I, if I like a song, I download it. This yeah. is one of the songs I downloaded. I mean, okay. To be fair, at the time, at the time, or do you mean recently? No, no, no. It's in at the time. Oh, okay. You still could have listened to it for free somehow, but uh... yeah, <laughs> I'm doing my bit. Spotify. <laughs> and yes, of course, shout out to my uh, Spotify listeners. I know y'all are out there. So, uh, yeah. Keep up the faith. So, uh, Black Panther. So, this was the uh, American motion comic and television series by Marvel Knights Animation. Based on the popular Marvel comic superhero of the same name. It was the first animated television series produced by BET since Hey Moni. And... So basically, this is all this particular one. So yeah, basically the main kind of plot of the uh, the animated Black Panther was about how T'Challa becomes the Black Panther, but he's basically trying to find out who assassinated his father, T'Chaka, and he's dealing with the jealousy in the Wakandan royal court while looking for the man who killed his father. And basically, unbeknownst to Black Panther, Claw, he's the man who assassinated uh, T'Challa's father. He's assembled a group of villains consisting of Batroc the Leaper, Juggernaut, the Vatican Black Knight, and the Russian Radioactive Man to try and take over Wakanda. And the show was supervised by Reginald Hudlin, who was the president of entertainment at BET. Eric S. Roman, who was the president of Marvel Animation, and John Romita Jr., who was a writer and artist. And this was kind of following the arc of the Black Panther comic called Who is the Black Panther? And the episodes were based on that section of the comic. And yeah, I mean, if we want to talk about Black Panther as a as a thing as a comic so it first appeared in the fantastic for the 52nd edition in 1966 and black panther obviously his name was t'challa and he's basically the king and protection protector of the fictional african nation of wakanda and he possesses enhanced abilities which is achieved through ancient Wakandan rituals of drinking the essence of the heart-shaped herb. And he also relies on his proficiency in science, rigorous, rigorous physical training, hand-to-hand combat skills, and access to wealth and advanced Wakandan technology to combat his enemies. And obviously, I think Black Panther was the first superhero of African descent in mainstream American comics, having debuted before other black superheroes. And in 2011, Black Panther was ranked 51st overall in IGN's top 100 comic book heroes list. And obviously, one of the main things made in Wakanda is vibranium. 
And so this is a fictional metal that absorbs, stores and releases large amounts of kinetic energy. Quick note about the movie, which came out in 2018. It was produced by Marvel Studios and distributed by Walt Disney Studio Motion Pictures. It was the 18th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe MCU. The film was directed by Ryan Coogler. It grossed over $1.3 billion worldwide and broke numerous box office records, including the highest grossing film by a black director. And it became the ninth highest grossing film of all time, third highest grossing film in the US and Canada, and the second highest grossing film of 2018. Black Panther received numerous awards and nominations with seven nominations at the Academy Awards including Best Picture with wins for Best Costume Design, Best Original Score and Best Production Design. Black Panther was the first superhero film to receive a Best Picture nomination and the first MCU film to win any Academy Award. So yeah, some of the main characters in the Black Panther TV series we're talking about. So we have T'Challa, there's General Wallace, who was actually, I think, voiced by Stan Lee. So he's the uh, original guy who came up with Black Panther. Kerry Washington was Princess Shuri. And Alfre Woodard, Woodard plays the Queen Mother, Dora Malaji and Dondi Reese. Uncle Cyan was Carl Lumley. Jill Scott plays Storm. And Stephen Stanton was Claw. Now, I think Marvel have struggled badly to break television for some reason. Like every of their, most of their television projects just haven't, haven't worked out, haven't really come or really gotten the, I don't know. Yeah, like they've struggled. But with this one, I thought they had something. Which is why I thought it's a shame that they only just did the one, one series. The one series. I mean, I used to watch when I was a kid. I used to watch all the Spider-Man stuff. Mm. Um, Spider-Man and X-Men was really yeah. really good one on TV. Yeah, um, I loved the X-Men cartoons as a kid. Yeah, they were great, right? So, but I can't see anything else that's been on TV recently. No, but if you're talking about like Marvel series, so yeah. like I'm 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 just talking about Jessica Jones and Iron Fist and Daredevil and stuff like that. Oh, uh, like they've all been cancelled. Yeah, I mean I've I haven't heard of the first three you said, and Luke Cage as well was another one. Like, I think I think all of them kind of had potential, yeah. but they just couldn't they just couldn't break through. They just couldn't get it right overall, yeah. and so. Yeah, like I'm thinking, they didn't gave Iron Fist two seasons. They could, they could have given this one at least another go, like another run kind of thing. Yeah, I, mean, I, I never knew it came out. I, I, I this is yeah, I one. never knew it came out either. This is another one that I only yeah, yeah, yeah knew about its existence because of this show. So. Yeah, I didn't know Black Panther was an actual TV series, so it was really interesting to come across it when I did. But yeah, like, like, like I said, it was like movies don't get me wrong like they do they do they do great with movies they do good numbers obviously the avengers is a big success 
Captain America, all of them. Like I can't even, <laughs> can't I mean, even, can't even think of, uh, can't even think of their names. Thor, Iron Man, like Iron Man. Yeah, like all of them. Like they're all as movies were great, but like put them on TV and it just didn't work out. And I, and I think with Black Panther, I thought watching it, I thought it was very decent, very well told. I thought the pilot was a bit grim how they basically trapped the people trying to invade Wakanda. Yeah, I mean, it's very graphic. Yeah, very graphic. Again, yeah, perhaps maybe not for for kids. It's not for the young children, but I think like if I was watching that when I was like a, a, you know, like 11 plus. 11 plus? I was thinking like 13, 14. Yeah, I know, but what I'm thinking is like when you start growing up, you start to think like, it's a bit more cool, isn't it? When like something's a little bit disgusting. Okay, Do you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just with your mates and stuff like that. <laughs> I liked it and it deserved more of a run. I th- I think it was really good. I think it was, I, I couldn't quite put, it was very comic book animation. Yeah. It looked like a comic strip. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like, um, it, was, it wasn't like a normal cartoon. It was very like, uh, very comic booky i can't explain what i mean but it was a different style of animation than it would than anything else i'd I'd seen like but especially by marvel yeah 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 because i i watched a lot because like there was only six episodes so i i i watched a lot i did like how they explained everything that happened and how they were trying to figure out why wakanda was never invaded wakanda has never been yeah. Occupied. They don't really have a religion. They don't really have any anybody like invading them or going after like their goods basically, like their imports and exports and and what have you. Obviously in the in the episodes, Prince T'Challa wins the annual Wakanda tournament and becomes the Black Panther. And yeah, they're showing how they're building a disastrous man machine hybrid. Yeah, and they were basically talking about how the Black Panther has never been defeated. And they showed, I think, during the war that Captain America went to Wakanda and he was basically like, yeah, we're basically fighting these Nazis. Come and fight with us. And the Black Panther's like, yeah, it's not our fight. Like, bugger off. Like the Swiss. And he's like, and obviously Captain America coming in all belligerent and whatnot. And he's like, well you're going to have to like pick a side. Otherwise I'm going to hurt you. And then you could just see the Black Panther and he's just like, (sighs) okay, then I just basically gives him a good hiding. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, don't ever come back to Wakanda. I think like it, that part, that episode. And, um, it kind of just reminded me about the general attitude of like Americans and to extent Brits as well. Like, do you know the whole, um, we're going to conquer you or you're kind of with us or against us kind of thing. Yeah. Like that, that like who are you to, to, to say that? Like, yeah, that, that, that got on my thing as well. And it's like, Oh, they don't, they haven't done anything to you. They're not intending to do anything to you. Like, what's your problem? Yeah. And even like the, the, the intelligence were like, Oh, we've got to go and get them because we've got to know, we've got to know this and that we've got to have it under control. And it's like, it just really reminded me what America's like. And it's just like, and you know, by us proxy, because we're like, yeah, you can't get away from that. But it's just like, 
ah, just shut you up. You have that man. entitlement and exactly. And I was like, come on, man, like it's not how the world works. And yeah, basically, Claw again. This was like the second episode, so basically, Claw is like assembling this crack team of uh, a crack team of of villains and and baddies and saboteurs and 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 mayhem makers and mischief makers and he's getting them all together and obviously that's when we find out that claw basically yeah they're in switzerland funnily enough and in switzerland they were like oh let's talk and basically all these white guys were like oh how much are you gonna sell your vibranium for and all this stuff and he's like you you dragged us all the way here to talk about selling and buying that we're not interested in that either you be serious with us or you know get on gone and they basically walk away and so claw shoots at their hotel basically like just invading their their kind of place where the black panther and his families were staying and basically the black panther at the at the time was it t'chaka he he's trying to protect his family and he scratches claw because claw has this massive thing on his face and that was because of uh t'chaka before he died he just basically scratched him into next week and while he was doing that, yeah, Claw just basically shoots him and kills him. And he's thinking, hmm, should I kill the whole family? He's mulling over that. And then the young T'Challa shoots Claw. And basically Claw's heavily wounded and he's like, right, I need to I need to get out of here. I think he loses his arm, but then ends up getting this really cool gadgety arm. And we find out that a young T'Challa travels to Egypt and he encounters Storm from X-Men. And yeah, they basically talk about how they meet and how they were going to be together. But circumstances meant that he had to go back to Wakanda and she basically went off to do her X-Men business. And then basically we see that the uh, Wakanda is coming under siege by all of these invaders and they have the Queen Mother hostage and basically Claw is like, I'm going to kill your mum if you don't kill yourself and you don't allow me to take over Wakanda. And so... Yeah, they just get into this whole fight. Juggernaut is there. Who else? Uh, that English Black Knight was there. And yeah, and it even involved the church where they were like, um, Wakanda is a, a nice, fertile place where we can introduce Christianity. That's what the uh, Crusaders did, basically. Yeah, so that's what essentially what they were trying to do because they were like, oh, they don't they're not christian they're not muslim they're not anything so this is a perfect opportunity for us to spread the gospel quite literally in in that in that sense and so yeah they have this whole big fight in in wakanda but claw he's trying to like get into the computers and he's trying to like invade 
and control all of the computers and the machines. But then I think uh, Black Panther gets back in time and he makes like this defense thing on the computer. And while he's doing all of that defense stuff, he manages to snare Claw away from the computer. So he manages to get control of that. And yeah, basically, and then the Americans try to get involved by sending these army of robots to Wakanda and they're like, oh, well, they're not going to think it's us. They're going to think it's, uh, they're going to think it's, uh, I don't know, Claw or whatever. Because it's like, oh, we don't want American involvement, like military involvement. So we're just going to send off all of these robots and and machines but then the robots and the machines get taken out by storm so storm comes and she saves the day and so basically it kind of ends with t'challa managing to to kill claw and avenging his father and they all manage to arrest and apprehend all the uh all the guys that were helping Claw, so Radioactive Man was one of them. I think he gets slain by Shuri because she ends up using the the sword that the Black Knight had dropped. And so she uses that sword to, to kill and maim and destroy Radioactive Man. And the ones who weren't killed are all kept in prison. There was an interesting thing with um there was this one lady who disguises herself. Mystique. So like, Mystique, yeah, the one who kind of disguises and so she's disguising herself as one of the uh one of the sons of the uh part of the Wakandan royal parliament or whatever their higher powers are called. And obviously she has that the gleaming eye so she can like change features and, and and so on and so forth. So I thought, yeah, that was interesting that they kind of did that. Cause it's like, ooh, I'm I'm lurking in the shadows. Yeah. You didn't quite kill me. Maybe we're going to come back one day. And sadly, they don't. They probably left it open just in case, you know, they managed to get the money to, to make it an- another series. But they probably didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I just Got think... Got canned. Uh, yeah, I just think that with television, it wasn't a a realm that Marvel really cracked. No, no. I mean... Because I'm trying to think, like, Daredevil was decent for a bit. So Daredevil was just about the blind guy that can, yeah. you can hear by sonar, right? Yeah. Stupid, man. No, no, no. Daredevil was very good. Like, the first couple of series of that was very good. Jessica Jones was... It started well enough, but then it fell off a cliff. Luke Cage started off hot. And fell off a mighty cliff. My the second series was painful to watch, frankly. Uh, Iron Fist was bad from the jump, and it never really got better. Uh, the Punisher was good. I really liked the Punisher. I've heard of it. I've never watched it. Yeah, the Punisher is very very good. Like if you just like someone just kicking butt and taking names, then uh, that's your guy. But, yeah, like, I thought, yeah, The Punisher and Daredevil, cancelling those two shows, I thought was harsh. The others, yeah, it was just a case of Marvel just couldn't figure it out. Yeah. 
and even other shows i don't know if they've got like long lifespans the thing is and i just think that if you're gonna spend a ton of money making all of that or not making it like luke cage is a comic book it's a real comic book yeah but you still daredevil is a comic book uh i'm sure iron fist is i just think that if you're if they did all of that i just think why they couldn't of giving it another another go, like another season. Yeah, well, clearly the numbers weren't adding up. Well, because Disney, you said it Disney. was on BET as well. So what's BET? It's like a black channel, black uh, entertainment uh, television. I think it stands for. Okay. You've never heard of BET? Why would I have, man? True. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's that's the one thing. Yeah. That yeah, that I think okay, fair enough that you may you may not have heard of yeah, but no yeah, that was uh, that was Black Panther. I'm not quite sure what else to say. I mean yeah, I mean I don't even need to go through the episodes I watched now because you've said it all. To be honest. Oh yeah, I'm sure I missed some uh, crucial stuff out. I mean I was just found it really like graphic. Like yeah. I think I texted you, didn't I? The first day yeah, I was watching it, was it like grim, wasn't hell? it? Like the first scene where they're like trapped in that thing. Yeah, I mean it's just like very gory and very graphic and it's kind of Ooh. like it was kind of like do you know like the anime kind of uh Kill Bill Tarantino kind yeah, of like, Yeah, yeah. You know, it was that kind of thing and it's it's really cool. I really enjoyed it. But obviously it's not it's not that bad. No. But like I'd say like a you know, like kind of teenager kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Demographic. Yeah. 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 Um. Anyway, I, I I enjoyed it, and I'll probably go back and watch the last three. I haven't watched it. Yeah, 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 yeah. D- go and watch it. I mean, they deserved a longer run, but alas, it is what it is, and uh, that's going to be a, probably a good pace to bring it to an end. Um. Yeah. Yesterday's capers is available wherever you get your podcast from. So uh, get on that and like, share, subscribe. Tell your mates, tell your mates, 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 and all of that good stuff. And uh, what else? Yeah, you can uh, catch us on the socials. On Insta, it's yesterday, yesterday's capers one. On Twitter, it's yesterday capers. I'm on Insta at Abdullah underscore Molim. And on Twitter, I am Abdullah Molim, all one word. Like I said, you can give me a follow, give me a holler, and uh, let me know what you think. Message me from wherever you are in the world. And, uh, yeah, if you've got anything to say, then uh, do say it. And uh, join us next week for another episode of Yesterday's Capers.